seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. So, um, this may seem like a, this message may seem like a word of correction, but if it is, it's just as much one for me as it is for all of us, but this is not, the main body of this message that I believe God gave us today is that it's, it's not really so much for this particular body, but the body as a whole. And so you got to be faithful to scatter seed and pray that God is also having other churches, having other pastors rise up in obedience and speak along these lines. And you'll see why, you know, as we, as we get further into this. Because with COVID came a complete change in the way that people all over the world live their lives, not just Christians. You know, we're no exception. But this has turned into another thing that Christians fight with each other about. Have you seen it? Should we wear a mask? Should we not wear a mask? Should we get vaccinated? Should we not get vaccinated? And uh, really, Jeremiah's res- brother Jeremiah, a couple weeks back, is it two weeks back or three weeks back? I can't remember exactly when he was here. He said, if you get vaccinated, don't be in fear. If you don't get vaccinated, don't be in fear. If you wear a mac- mask, don't be in fear. If you don't wear a mask, don't be in fear. Because fear, fear is what God doesn't want us to do. Um, but it shouldn't be that way that Christians are in opposition to one another. Part of that is, is, is because God is shaking the church. You understand that, right? And so a lot of people are getting panicked because they look at all of this infighting in the church, and what they're really seeing is not really so much infighting as, and they're not, they're not, it's not like all of a sudden this, this, wow, it's all of a sudden got really bad. Well, you know, when God gets ready to deal with something, he ex- you know, you, you, pull, you pull a weed, you expose the root. And so the plant went down a lot further in the ground than you realized. And, the pl- and so when God begins to pull things out, it exposes the full extent of it. And it's like, whoa, we didn't know it was that bad. Well, it was. You just didn't know. <laughs> just didn't know. And so uh, John talked about uh, in, the, in the epistles, he said, he, he said, he's talking about people who were in the church that never really belonged in the church, and when I say the church, I mean the body of Christ, and I'm talking about the building, because there are people who were in the building at that time that he said they went out from us because they were never really one of us, and so what happens is, is you stay true to what the word said, and then that will happen, because people see they can't get in and mess stuff up, then they will leave, or it's not really about that so much, it's about God's constantly trying to call them back and they're rooted in what they want to do. They're rooted in their ways because when he, they heard his word, they may have only received part of it. And then the rest of it, they hardened their heart against. And so they're fighting against God's will. And so because they want their way, they leave. Okay. So uh, when we say infighting, it's not really, it's a, it's a testing. It's a sifting. It's a, it's a shaking. Okay. Now. Colossians 3.15 says we've been called to peace in one body. That's talking about the body of Christ. So anyone who's following, who's, who, who, when they hear God's word, because it's not just a, a single time, you understand. God's, God's always speaking words. So today when you hear his words, do not harden your heart. So if, you, so if you're hearing his words and you're not hardening your heart and you're allowing his ways to be your ways, 
then you're going to be at peace with the other people who are doing that. Okay. Turn with me over to Isaiah 8. Lord, let these words go out further than here. There's an urgency in the spirit, you know. Isaiah 8. We've looked at this passage fairly recently. If you want more info on that, you can look that up, up that message. It's called The Secret Place. A fascinating passage where God reveals some things about the end times, about the times we're living in. But we're not going to get into that. For now, we're just going to look, look down at verse 11. Now, This is God's word. This is what God says. Verse 11. For the Lord spoke thus to me with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people, saying, do not say a conspiracy concerning all that this people call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. The Lord of hosts, him you shall hallow or revere. Let him be your fear and let him be your dread. He will be as a sanctuary, but a stone of stumbling and the rock of offense to both the houses of Israel as a trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. As many among them shall stumble or and many among them shall stumble, they shall fall and be broken, be snared and taken. Why? Because they're walking in their own way. They will stumble over the cornerstone that God sets down in the path of all mankind. <laughs> now, I was hoping that word conspiracy would jump out at you. Because there's been a lot of talk about conspiracies lately from the church. I mean, it's going out all over the place. And I mean, yeah, I, I do my fair share of talking about that. And Tammy's always like, stop. She's right, because did you notice God said that he does not want his people talking about that? God said, do not say a conspiracy. And he said, why? Don't be afraid of their threats. Don't be troubled. Fear only me, he said. So why does God not want the church talking about that? They, it, because conspiracies breed fear, and fear breeds inaction, and God does not want his church to be inactive. Sometimes people think that just by talking about it, 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 it that's taking action. It's not. He wants the church to be on the offensive with the gospel. He said, Jesus said the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. Well, a gate is stationary. So we got to move to a gate to get there because it's not coming to us. Now, God is not saying that there are no conspiracies. Of course there's conspiracies. Of course there are. There has been ever since the beginning of the world. I mean, ever, well, ever since the fall of mankind, there's been conspiracies. But I mean, even in the garden, what Satan was doing there with Eve, was that not a conspiracy? Yeah. 
John told the church the Antichrist spirit is in operation in this world system. So, of course, there's conspiracies. And they're all leading up to the point. I mean, they all may have different, different motives and whatever. But they're all leading to the point when the Antichrist will be revealed. And you understand he, doesn't, he, can't, he can't choose to when he's going to reveal himself. They say he can't be revealed until the one who is restraining steps out of the way. So God is, you understand that because God is restraining, because the Holy Spirit is restraining what the Antichrist is trying to do, that Satan has no choice but to operate in conspiracies because he cannot reveal the Antichrist until God chooses to allow him to. And so that this, you know, this, the fact that there are conspiracies should not shock us. And the depth of, of them and the details of them should not shock us. We should say, like Paul said in Acts 20, when he said, none of these things move me. I will finish my course with joy, he said. See, being joyful is not being soft. I have nothing against Christians being informed. I'm informed. We should be informed. But beware of how you talk about what you're informed about and uh, beware of who you're listening to. If, they show, if they're showing you all kinds of problems but no hope or solutions, have you seen that? You need to wonder what their motives are. Because if there's no, if there, if they don't, if, if there's no solution, if there's no problem, if there, I mean, I mean, if there's no solution, if there's no plan offered, if there's nothing given where, it, where if someone gives you all this stuff and they say, but God says to do this about that, then they're not taking any action. And so if they do that, they're just do, they're doing exactly like God said not to do here in Isaiah eight. They're, what, what are they doing? They are they're it's a conspiracy. Concerning all these things that these people call a conspiracy, no hope, no plan, no solutions, just fear. You see it? And God has not given us a spirit of fear. So what's God's plan? What does God direct our attention to as our hope? Okay? Down in verse 14, what does he direct our attention? He, this God, will be a as a sanctuary but a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. In Matthew 21, Jesus quoted the Old Testament to the Pharisees when he said, the stone which the builders rejected has now become the chief cornerstone. I didn't plan on, I mean, I, I, I put this set together before I even wrote this. Jesus is the cornerstone. The, cor the cornerstone is the, is the first cornerstone stone that they lay at the corner of the building and all of the stones to make sure they level they build them off of that cornerstone so that everything is straight so Jesus is the example when Jesus called the disciples you, know, you read in the Amplified Classic where he called the disciples he said, he said follow me and then in brackets it says walk the same manner of life that I walk change your inner self change your whole being to walk the way I walk, say what I say, do what I do. He's the template. He's the blueprint. So what are what are God's ways concerning the end times? Because He said, because He again He wants us to be 
He wants us to hear his voice, and he wants us to walk in his ways. He wants us to take up his ways. And we know that we don't naturally just do that because, the, because God said in the word, he said, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. As far as the heavens above the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts, my ways higher than your ways. But they're knowable because God is knowable. So what are his ways? What did, what, did he, what, what did he do here about talking about this? He said he glorifies Jesus. He points to Jesus, the cornerstone. And you say, well, what did Jesus say when people talk to him about conspiracies? I'm so glad you asked. Turn with me over to Luke 13. Luke I know, really, in a lot of ways, I'm preaching to the choir here, but I believe there's something to acknowledging this so we know we're in agreement. And really, you know, what is, what is my job as a, as, a, as a teacher and a pastor? It's my job to equip you for the work of the ministry. Amen? So now, God always points to Jesus. He doesn't spend a lot of time talking about whatever Satan's up to. Ever notice that in Scripture? He'll, he'll take a minute and mention something here and there, but what does he always go back to? He always goes back to the plan. You can find Jesus in every book of the Bible. So what's the, what's the plan? You know? Jesus is the plan. That's exactly right. Jesus is the plan. Jesus through you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, you understand the reason I'm telling you these things is because I want you to be protected by the division that is being perpetuated. Okay, Luke 13, verse 1. Says, there were present at that season some who told him, Jesus, about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Okay, so these people come up to Jesus all of a sudden. Jesus, this is what the world's up to. You know, the Roman government's killed some Jews. They're making sacrifices to God. They killed them. This is the report. This is what they're bringing to Jesus. What is it? It's a conspiracy. Government is interfering with God's work, Jesus. How did Jesus respond? Verse 2, Jesus answered and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. How did Jesus respond? He redirected the conversation back to his mission. Repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Did you see how he didn't get involved? He said, repent, this is, this is what's important. Now look down at verse 22. We're going to read it's a little ways down here. And he went through the cities and villages teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. Then one said to him, Lord, are there few 